Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. Here we go again. Uh, I'm Chris, and I'm alright. I'm Connor, and my natural state involves holding an energy drink. I'm Heather, and size 3 gives you superpowers. <laughs> I'm Shauna, and I'm ready to go wild. I'm Spencer, and I'm three fish short of a barrel. And I'm Tepper. I'm having a pretty good day today. Uh, this week, we'll be watching Neverending Story 2, the next chapter, directed by George Miller, released in 1990. Thomas Hill is the only actor to reprise his role as Coriander, the bookkeeper from the original movie. Uh, Destiny brought this movie to us this week. Why? Hey. <laughs> yeah, Destiny. What? it brought us together. Um, so this is the fiftieth episode of Never in the Story, so we figured we'd do something special. Nice big episode uh, with pretty much the whole DLZ zeal here. Uh, and what better to watch than the sequel to the movie that brought this about? I've never seen the first movie. Does that? matter you've never seen the first i never made you watch that movie was it the one that we tried to watch a lot of times no no that was scroll (laughs) oh okay (laughs) still no uh i mean you don't have to have seen the first one for this to work but it'll probably make a lot more sense but well, well if no one's reprising their role, I know that there's a terrifying-looking dragon beast that I have to draw. <laughs> it's true. Like, I spent a lot of time looking at that thing. Uh, you're gonna enjoy when we post the movie poster, because it looks even weirder. <laughs> okay. Heather, don't worry. It's a very overrated movie. Overrated, really? Yeah. Had some good murder bullies, though. And <laughs> even better, uh, a business dad. Sure. What is the um, dragon guy's name? Falcor. 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 The luck dragon. Yeah. The luck dragon. Ooh, are there like are there dragons of all the different like things? I uh, like a if there were the, if they were the the other others are dead. Oh my god. Oh. So either no or yes, but all others are dead. Although we haven't, you know, there's lots of never-ending story. We we don't know the deep lore. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I imagine in actuality, uh, Connor is gonna be gonna be the true bringer of this. Uh, Chris could as well. I think Chris and I are the two that have seen all Neverending Story. How many are they? Uh, there's three movies and a TV series. Oh wow! Are we gonna watch the TV series? Hell yeah! <laughs> Tune in for episode 150 for the first episode of the Neverending TV series. They're, they're one hour long episodes. It's insane. That's basically a movie. Yeah. Well, especially when your movies are 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen, I've definitely seen this one. I don't actually know if I've seen Neverending Story 3. I, I remember liking this one more when I was a kid. Wow. Alright. Um, but I think that might have been because we owned it on VHS. Mm. Uh, or maybe we taped it. I, I definitely, yeah, we definitely taped it. We definitely taped, um, like, the first two. 
I remember two things very specifically. I remember magic, some kind of magic glass balls in a gumball kind of situation that had some kind of sinister intent. And I remember a bird man who I vaguely think was also a clown. That's what I remember. I I didn't remember. I didn't really remember either of those things until you said them. But now you got the image in your head, right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, this is a little, a little bit of an abnormal episode. It's a special, really. So, anyone else seen this movie or have things to say about it? And, like, Connor hasn't said that much if they want to say more. Uh, I get this one and the third movie confused all the time because I would always watch all three movies in sequence. Uh, when I stopped just watching the first one, it was all of them. Fair. So do you love these movies or did you just, like, happen to have them on VHS or, like, um, when I was a kid, The Neverending Story was one of the few movies that made me calm down so my mom could actually do shit. Um, cool. right. So I watched that a fuck lot of the time. Uh, and then I just, because I liked it so much, my mom got the others. Cool, cool. I don't think I've seen this, but maybe I did. And that's where I'm at. Very committal. I like it. Yeah, I'm just looking at pictures of Farquhar and all the random animals on here, and there's one that looks like a furless Farquhar, Farquhar. and I don't like him. What the Good fuck is Farquhar? I like how his name is transforming constantly. <laughs> you know, Lord Farquaad. White, white Farquhar. <laughs> there's a not floofy white floofer. Some of you dragons will die, but that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Oh, yeah. Who dis? Nudecore. <laughs> oh no! Wait, that's already a thing. The sex oh. dragon. <laughs> yeah, that that is nasty. What the fuck? So I, I'm learning that that wasn't in the first. Time. I don't know if it has a name in the movie. It's like a furless cat. Yeah, it looks like furless falcor. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Phallic core. That's right. <laughs> oh god, no. Phallic core, the sex dragon. <laughs> Uh, alright. So, uh, we're now showing Tepper the movie poster. Oh, Please I'm describe ready for this. it and tell us what you think the movie's about. Huh. <laughs> oh, God. Heather, that's the snail from the first movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's okay, the so snail. he was in the first movie. Okay, so. Uh, at the top, it says, Begin an all-new adventure as a young boy returns to a world of wonder on the wings of his own imagination. I think I'll start at the bottom of this poster in terms of describing it visually. Like, there's, like, a really cool, like, scenic view of the land, waterfall going off a cliff, a giant tower with, like, light coming out of it. Ivory Tower, I think that was called. Hell yeah! It's been so long ago, and that movie's so forgettable that I forgot... But it's Get called. fucked. It's an overrated movie. Um, and then uh, yeah, so it's like thrusting into the sky. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> says uh, the title, "The Neverending Story Two: The Next Chapter." There's like clouds getting split and the sun shining through in the back. There's dark clouds in space around this light. There's Falcor with a kid on its head bastion his head is huge it is mm-hmm. huge 
I, I don't know fuck. why. I don't know who decided to uh, design Falcor to look like sperm on this poster. <laughs> but... yeah. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> He's Why coming out of the tower <laughs> because I yeah, saw it, so everyone else does. Has to know. <laughs> oh, no, like they should. Why didn't they give him his little paws? Yeah, yeah, he has no legs. Yeah, like Falcor is ninety percent head. It's massive. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to get Heather to redo our logo for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that snail. Oh wait, like you mean this guy? <laughs> Yeah, everyone riding Falakor. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, at, at the top, uh, there's like a bunch of characters in sequence. On the right, there's the stone giant and a creepy stone baby. Yep, that's very accurate. There's the kid from the first movie riding on a horse. That the is tree the- and Artax. Why do you disrespect <laughs> my, my entire existence? <laughs> <laughs> stupid horse what is a stupid horse yeah it's the only good scene from that movie um you also liked the childlike empress in the first one if i'm remembering correctly i think she did a good performance like when she was like trying to con- tell the kid like sorry i shouldn't say if i'm remembering correctly i listened to the episode today <laughs> 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 just because so, it's racist have, doesn't mean yeah. it's not a memory yeah <laughs> Um, if I have you on tape correctly, yeah, you're yeah. like there are two scenes that are worthwhile. There's there's her yelling at uh, Atreus slash Bastion, and arguably the horse. Yeah. Oh, and you like the turtle? Oh yeah, the turtle was good because he was just like fuck off, leave me alone. I'm gonna sleep out at the end of the world. And I'm like that's I can respect that. Yeah, you were like I agree. I have the same opinion about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then there's a cool kind of, like, witch-looking person. Really like that, like, headpiece. Damn. Um, yeah. And then on the left, there's, like, a dude who looks like he's right out of, like, Warhammer. Yeah, where's his eyes at? I missed my opportunity. I was gonna say, uh, the the headpiece really accentuates the mandibles. (laughs) Got clamps for hands. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got clamps with like drills. Yeah, like like he's really <laughs> metal looking. Like yeah, he's kind uh, of a Hercules beetle, I guess. Yeah, oh. but like yeah, he's kind of like if H.R. Giger um, designed Pinsir, the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, you're accurate. <laughs> yeah, like like those two on the left though are like definitely drew my eye. The rest of the poster is like, it's like neat. It's probably better than the first one. I can't remember what the first one looks like. Basically the same. Yeah. But yeah, like, this poster is like pretty neat looking. Definitely interested to see what the deal is with the two in the left. Two characters on the left. I will say I don't remember the one on the far left, but I definitely remember the witchy one. I remember both of them vividly. That seems surprising. Now that I don't see the bird or the glass balls i'm wondering if i was remembering the third movie too <laughs> uh fair point i might also be remembering that one i'm pretty sure like i i reading a couple pieces of trivia for this movie it made it sound like it's the one i think it is but so yeah that's the original movie poster although without the text obviously but 
Can you give me, like, a two-sentence rundown of what on earth happens in the first one that I will need to understand this one? Um, a boy reads a book. He shouts his mother's name into a storm and you can't hear it. That's the best. I feel like if I had seen this movie, that, I think that you wanted real information and you got jokes. <laughs> to be uh, fair, I forgot all real about information, that scene. just unhelpful information. So there is a book, and it contains a living world that is dying. That is uh, representative of like all of human imagination. Oh yeah, oh, that. Cool. I'm gonna start describing well, hospitals like that. Hospitals <laughs> 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 contain living people who are dying. <laughs> Yeah, so there, there's a fi- a physical book in our real world uh, that contains the con- the concept of of human imagination as a living world that is dying off because comic uh, books. Yeah, that is basically what he said, isn't it? Yeah, because of what now? Well, because people aren't like creative anymore because they watch TV and yeah. they read books. Yeah, okay. uh, and so this kid reads it. And realizes that it's he is actually part he's part of this story through the act of reading it and is responsible for reigniting the world. And then cool. he okay. gets to have a luck dragon in the real world and chase bullies. Yeah. In the real world? Yeah. yeah. Oh it's, my god, wow. The end scene is like him on the dragon chasing his bullies. Also some really solid Sphinx titties. Middle oh, movie. Yeah, fade of that. What? Is it eight? Yeah. Isn't there just yeah, two there are, sphinxes? There are four. There's two pairs of sphinxes. That's eight tits. Yeah. Is it two pairs? Okay. I only remember two. Uh, two total sphinx. How do I Google this and get never-ending story results? I mean, put the word never-ending story <laughs> as part of the search. Yeah, just or just search the never-ending story on Bing. Yeah, just nope, search never-ending like story sphinx. Like, there's no sphinx that have tops on in the movie. You'll you'll get what you want. Yeah, yeah I feel like if you use sphinx titties, you're not gonna get the never-ending uh, story sphinx. Yeah, not too Accurate. not too likely. Like, no, maybe maybe a bit down in the results. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had yeah. your interest, but now we have your attention. <laughs> Are these in number two? Are there more sphinxes even? Sphinx titties. Now that I have your attention. <laughs> Alright. Um, so yeah, what do you think's going to happen in this, I guess, Tepper? Um, I'm going to... Ass- well, like, the kid goes back into the book... Uh, those two on the left will represent some kind of corrupting influence upon the imagination of the world, like the darker impulses of humanity or something like that, like violence and stuff. So do you think the nothing is defeated? Like, we're, the, we're, we're done with dealing with the nothing? I hope so. Okay. Because, cause like, okay, so what I will say is, is like, the... Uh, the first movie resolved that plot like to just do it over again I guess that's true like to to do it over again would be lazy I could totally see that happening but like I'd prefer some (laughs) kind of like um like the darker imagination of people like yeah like violence and stuff like that and that having a corrupting influence upon the world and then the innocence of a child needs to come in and show them the light and the way something like that conveniently the same child yeah but not the same actor. No. Turns out <laughs> turns out when you film a movie about a ten year old six years after the first, 
you don't get the same actor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, probably, like, yeah, like, something along those lines. I don't know, this movie's, because this movie's made six years after, and, like, I, yeah, I, I feel like they could take it in many different directions, so I'm kind of interested to see what they do. All right. We'll see you after the film. I will make my last wish. I wish for you to have a heart. And we're back. So, what did everyone think? That movie fucking sucked. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. So, like, I think that movie, the whole time, basically, my, my rating of it, I think, is negative zero. Where, like, I liked it a lot. But not... <laughs> For the reasons it thought I should, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a pretty good movie. It's definitely better than the first oh, one. Oh, by, like, head by and a, shoulders above yeah. the first one. What? Bastion is horrendous. Oh, yeah, don't don't bother with watching the first one. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. I don't know if I'd say it's better than the first one. Oh, really? Oh, it's easily. This, My, was a, okay. this was a coherent movie. This yeah. The villain made sense. The villain did things that made sense. This the plot movie, made this sense. This was coherent? The, the, compared, the first one, nothing happens. Give, give me a second. Um, my memories of the first one are very hazy at this point. So, guys, we're about to turn Tepper into a never-ending story defender. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, this is bad. I lose no matter what I do. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. My memories of the first one... Uh, I need to think on this some more. You guys go ahead. <laughs> guys, give me a second. What I have to say is... Give me a minute. I need to develop my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then in, in two minutes I'll go, okay, no, mm, give me five. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do is wish for one more minute, and then in a minute you can wish for... Oh! So like, oh my god! But like, okay. Admittedly, though, if someone handed me a thing that said, "Here's a thing that gives you infinite wishes," full stop. Why wouldn't I just go like, I want a bite of a sandwich? You know what? Now I want another bite of a sandwich because like nobody showed up and told him. By the way, wishing costs you your memories, and like yeah. at least the first time he did it, it didn't seem like he lost anything important. Like maybe he lost. Like, like, like he didn't seem to notice that things were disappearing from his head until like two thirds of the way through. Yeah, he lost like all of his negative memories of his. Yeah, he father. lost fight memories. That was kind of nice. We should have just yeah. stopped there. <laughs> Don't need those back. Maybe those memories were just floating closest to the top. It, it was kind of frustrating because like he started off the movie with like a healthy skepticism of like hmm like th this doesn't quite seem right like infinite wishes like mm. and then just fucking jumps in a hole of like i'm gonna wish for fucking everything and it was like uh i think that was meant to be a representation of him like losing himself as he was losing his memories yeah, yeah and, the, and the, mo the movie does comment on it later where they go like he's like i can't remember i think it was a treyu was talking about hey, there was a point in the movie i remember where like the movie yeah. goes like, basically says that where they go like yeah he's just falling into a pit like it would have made far more sense if he wished to not die to the giants and that as his first wish because he was actually backed into a corner uh -huh. yeah. and then started a downhill slope instead of just being like i can wish for anything but maybe the world is how it's supposed to be and it's like <laughs> we need to fly 
But what if I wished for a dragon very slowly? I'm not going to oh. lie. I want to see... 30 wishes on a dragon. I want to see, like, a version of this by Ayn Rand or something like that, where, like, he's given the ability to change the world, but, like, all the people who try to make him change the world, he's like, no, I think actually you don't understand the reason it's actually like that, and, like, all those people are wrong, because, like, yes. it seems like it starts out like it's going to be about how, like, yeah, he for for no reason he turns down ultimate arbitrary power, and he's 12, yeah, like what a Chad. <laughs> right. Initially. Like, He's very and like as okay. a few of us kept pointing out, it's just uh, we and we were right, it's cuz he has no imagination. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. His dragon was awful. Seriously? Let's like I I know that this is going to be a a through line no matter what, but like we have to address this outright. Top 10 worst wishers of all time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just yeah. fundamentally bad at wishing. That yeah, I wish dragon. for a step and I another wish- one. Oh, and another that one. That still might have been less wishes than that dragon, honestly. And that <laughs> belt, the belt. <laughs> oh my god! I wish to, I wish to have the belt off me. Cool. You can't feel the belt, especially because he then puts it back on, and then has no trouble taking it off. So like, it's like after he wished it off, he's like, "Oh right, yeah, <laughs> it's a belt." The door. And like, oh. Uh, if anything, right? Okay. You you put the belt on and you turn invisible. Oh, fuck. The belt locks. How do I get it off? Wish. That's easy. But, like... Don't it put ha- it back on. No, no, no. It has a switch. Like... Yeah. He puts on the belt. Nothing happens. And he clearly looks down and goes, switch on. And it turns invisible. So, like, he easily intuited how to turn it on with no instruction whatsoever and like, why why would you not turn it off? Because he couldn't find it. Because he was invisible, and yeah, it was you spooky. can't see it, Spencer. But again, like maybe he has that like disease disorder, the mental disorder where he cannot tell where his limbs are unless he's looking at them. Oh right! Oh my god, that would be terrifying. Is that Look, real? That's a that, thing. That's fine. But if you're Jesus gonna shoot Christ. that gun, you really should have told us about it in the first act. It would explain why he <laughs> can't dive as well. It doesn't even seem like they wanted them to dive. It just seems like they wanted them to jump. Like, none of those kids were diving. They were all just jumping into that pool. Well, also, like, why do you have to dive off the high board to join the swim team? Look, there's nothing that proves your ability as a swimmer better than falling (laughs) straight through the air for 30 feet into a pool of water. (laughs) We're testing how aerodynamic you are. This is the most efficient way. Listen, I was on a swim team and I'm allergic to water. It's really not a high bar to get on a swim team. <laughs> Damn. Hell yeah. See, maybe they thought you said you were hydrophobic and they were hoping you'd just like glide right through. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. sighs> but like, yeah, no, like one. obviously he's bad at wishing in that like he doesn't understand what plurals are to wish for more than one <laughs> stare and like <laughs> clearly has no guy. abstract thinking whatsoever such as like, like I don't care how much like I get it you have infinite wishes but there's only so many minutes in the day and I know you could wish for more minutes in the day but you would do it minute by fucking minute <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes a question everyone quick think of a weapon oh yeah think of a weapon <laughs> oh my fair, god that was amazing proficiency 
He was he probably reading has proficiency at the in, start in about camp. a dude with a cool lance. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. And like, That's how the yeah, movie but, fucking started. We never we never saw him spray paint anything. No, ex- yeah, that, but he exactly. Doesn't, he, do, he doesn't know how to use a lance, and he knows that. But he can ride a horse. But yeah. he clearly doesn't know not to accidentally summon a dragon who he specifically described as, quote, horrible. The worst, the worst, <laughs> the most horrible dragon, please, to fly me over here. Uh. <laughs> Forget the fact that I, like, know Farquhar exists in this world. And, like, that, that costs a lot of wishes. But, like, okay, so the thing that kind of bothered me that was they're clearly trying to attach some moral message to the idea of wishing. Because he starts out not doing it, and then when he starts doing it, they're all like, oh, he's losing himself. And, like, he gets punished for it. But, like, th- someone explains to us, the audience, this would be a bad thing for him to do. But, like... No one shows up at the beginning. Like, there's no, there's no other yeah. bird that shows up and goes, "Hey, don't do that." Don't I know wish. this guy, and he's a known fucker. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I really thought, I really thought a Treyu would be like, "Hey, man, that bird's kind of sketch. Like, maybe don't." Hey, man, listen yeah. to him at all. Look, I'm here from the plains world, and like, we in the plains know that when you wish for shit, you get fucked. So, like, maybe don't wish for shit. I can't tell you that I know about this specific wishing thing, but, like, I know bird people are profound dicks, usually. And, like, that makes sound racist, but, like, I'm a clear Native American analog, so can I be racist? Anyway, back to the plot. Okay, okay, okay. Here's a question for you guys. What was the fucking moral message of this movie? Have a heart. Love your father. Suck it up, pussy. Go into the water. Walls are dangerous. Like I didn't, I didn't really get a clear moral message from this movie in any way. Because like you guys pointed out, like there's not a real clear wishing is is bad. Story here important, but the first one did that. Like all of the cinematic language of the film tell it the the like if you watch this movie with the sound off, wishing is bad, right? I think wishing is drugs. I don't know. Everyone offered him wishes like I would offer someone drugs. <laughs> and he yeah, was like, exactly. come on, maybe you should wish for it. And he was just like, I don't know, maybe I don't think someone told me vision's bad. Oh my god. The moral is if you don't if you don't uh, jump off the diving board, you disappoint your business dad. And that's how you get terrible torture torture times in a book. Because like the only thing that he gets told is like, hey, you have to go stop something. You'll decide what the something is. Yeah. Here's a wishing thing. And we get told it'll be bad if he wishes. I was kind of confused about what the enemy in this movie actually was. Because, like, the villain goes, like, I want him to forget his, like, why he came here. But, like, the thing is, is, like, what did he come here to fight? Like, why did they need him here? Uh, she was lawful evil, and she didn't like chaotic things. So he came in as a chaotic good motherfucker, and she was like, don't be chaotic. Yeah, she was removing all the chaotic from things, which is literally everything inside it, and just leaving husks. Okay. She she was the she was the embodiment of nothing. Okay, I see. Emptiness. 
Not Sorry. nothing, TM. Sorry. But like, there is an amount of substance. They don't tell us that she's emptiness. They just should tell us that she's villainous. Again, using like the cinematic language of like, she sits in a giant spiky chair covered in candles. <laughs> and like, has they, minions. They tell us that she leads the nothing and that she. D- desires to remove everything from this world like emptiness okay okay but, sorry but it's weird because emptiness. the emptiness was defeated in the fr- oh man uh, no, no but so nothing was defeated in the first movie this is emptiness completely different okay yeah. okay i've had by like kind of five minutes thinking about this movie <laughs> this movie is frustrating yes. that's yes. how i felt that's the fair. whole movie was i was frustrated at it like i just constantly i was like what the fuck like the worst sin the first movie committed was just being boring in parts, but this was, like, actively annoying to watch. Oh, no. I had fun with it up until Bastion became a real dick. Which didn't take that long, but, like, I think the intro yeah. sequence was actually really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the intro sequence was alright, and, like, the last 15, 20 minutes I was like, okay, like, this is better than the middle, but, like, the whole middle was just awful and any scene with like a far-off shot of the fucking hand palace that was dope (laughs) i just want to like read the room on this though not boring like that no i was about to like (laughs) i was smiling the whole time i was yelling at it like it gave me a lot of treasures i'll remember for the rest holy shit guys we're burrowing into the earth so we can travel at the speed of darkness. <laughs> it's faster than the speed of light. Yeah. I wrote that quote down. That is the Have best possible Have you ever shined thing. a flashlight at darkness? The darkness escapes before the light can hit it. It, it goes out to the periphery. It's faster. I was bussing tables, and they opened a fortune cookie that said, what is the speed of darkness? And the rest of that meal was just four people <laughs> debating the speed of darkness, and there was no answer. It's... I've heard these arguments before. Yes, <laughs> the light. That's, that's, and yeah, that's like, yeah, there were some like Atreyu disabling their entire laser defense system with a medallion. That was I pretty mean, rad. Yeah, wish free. He knows it's powerful. Atreyu is resourceful. Yeah, well, he understands that it's powerful. Bastion was told to use it, not to use it for wishes. Uh, Atreyu was probably the best part of this movie. Like, I really wish it was, like, he was protagonist, man. Atreus an ice-cold motherfucker. Yeah, like, he was down to just murder her, and I was they like, yes, have. yes, kill her, yes, yeah, kill her. <laughs> fucking kill her. Yeah. Yeah, slaughter her like one of your purple buffalo. And again, on the weird mixed morals of this thing, like, he says and goes, like, I'm gonna shoot this bitch, right? And he goes, like, hey, give me three good reasons why I shouldn't have my friend here shoot this bitch. And she kind of goes, like, <laughs> huh. An interesting dilemma. <laughs> like, I'll give you, I'll give you half of a good reason. It's like I, I instantly believe you. Yeah, she, I, she definitely didn't expect to treat you to be like, yeah, like, I, I'll just kill her. Like I'm a hunter, dude. I'm a hardened killer already. Yeah, and like, like for that's kind of what I do. Like really straight up about death. Like he. Like okay, um, Heather and I, I had this discussion. Had this discussion briefly, but um. If I murder you and then use magic to bring you back to life, I'm still a murderer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, yes, like in the eyes of the law, maybe not. <laughs> well, is the I law, mean, it's illegal to mm, make someone dead? I, I mean, the act of murder was still committed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is where, like, this, this would go to court. Now, here's the thing. You definitely are morally still a murderer. If you served your time and then you killed them again. 
<laughs> Double Jeopardy. <laughs> oh my god. It can't, a husband and wife can't be tried for the same crime. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just kill the same man. It's tradition. I kill you, and then I go to prison for ten years, and then I get out, and then I kill you. It just keeps going. Okay, so... I guess, like, I'll talk about the one thing I did enjoy about this movie, which was, like, a lot of the set design was, like, fucking crazy. The (laughs) the city at the beginning, when the guys show up and they just have their, like, defense walls come down, and everyone, like, runs into their, like, bunkers, and the the hippie pit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, that city is made of silver sailing ships. Yeah. Yeah, so this one also, all that stuff was filmed in Germany. And I think it's very apparent that, like, some fucking Berlin special effects weirdos did a lot. To... Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I really liked the three-faced guy. That was a really cool oh, yeah, costume. Tri-face. Yeah, yeah I was I was wondering when we'd talk about Triface. I completely agree that scientist the... scientist um, of the evil magic. That the set was really good, but, like, I found the, like, fr- anytime they cut away to a green screenshot, I was like, oh, dear. Mm. Yeah, mm. and when I say, like, yeah, like, the set, like, uh, her castle, I love the uh, fucking red head thing that she had that drains as he makes the wishes. Like, I oh, definitely cool. put that on a shelf. Like, that's a nice piece. Yeah, I didn't notice that it actually has, like, the the glass-blown skull inside the orb. It was very good. Yeah, even, yeah. even the belt with the creepy eyeball. Mm, yeah. I want her chair. And her, was, her carriage. <laughs> like, yeah. her carriage was... Like, all the practical effects were really on point, because, like, even with the belt, like, you could tell that they, like, made a thing so that a guy could stick his eye into that thing. <laughs> So, because like that was obviously a, a real filmed eye, right? Yeah. But yeah. like, I found most of the model work too. Like, some of it wasn't bad, but like, when the they were chasing the dragon, I was like, oh wow, this is like, mm. this is some some real. I made this on my on my camcorder with my toy dragon yeah. level. Um, the minions, her minions were cool as fuck. Like those things were creepy. They. Oh, kept surprising me with everything they did. I know. They, like, blast out of the ground, and then they have dainty little claw feet that they walk on. <laughs> but they but they also have, like, a rolling slam attack to get through doors that they're too tall for. Not everyone can wish for doors to open. I liked the giant pincers that they never used. So they just, like, got up close to you and were like, pince, 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 open menacingly. Long, twirly, spinny things shoots <laughs> out from the middle to, like, yeah. lacerate you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were good. Yeah, this movie actually used a lot more full-sized models than the original. The original used a lot of scale models and blue screens. Hmm. So I got a question for you guys. What What happened to the bookstore? Uh, it went away because it was no longer needed. It never existed. In half a d- oh, man. It was part uh, of Fantasia. It was, he just put up pictures in the windows that made it look like it was empty. Look, I'm an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> the world is the way I see it. Uh, I see what I'm I see of when I see it. All, what do you guys say? Like, uh, he's taking DMT in his kid's bedroom. <laughs> he was sweating way too much to be sitting in that bedroom. <laughs> he was sweating so much. <laughs> Okay, so I I liked 
I like the parallel b- between this and the first movie, where in, like in this yes. one it's the dad reading. Like, like that, that was, was really cool. Yeah, that w- that was good. Um, mm-hmm. Shame, like the rest of the movie kind of sucked. Oh, like the um, the memory that re- that gets to what's his name, Nimble, Nimble, Nimbly. Oh yeah, uh, that that is an excellent transition where like yeah, his yeah. mom is kissing him goodnight, and then it transitions to him kissing her on her deathbed. There's okay, so like the. Kind of like themes and stuff of this movie are great. Same with the first one. There's like a lot of cool stuff in here. In theory, neither of these movies execute. I I think that's why we're so frustrated about it. I'm sure if we went and read that book, that the book is amazing. And and these movies just do not do it justice. Yeah. Because like, again, like in theory, I really like the first one with, you know, uh, people's imaginations being eroded and that being reflected with the nothingness taking like removing i really like the first one rank 40 um (laughs) i said like ideas in it but 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 neither of them execute well on 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 those ideas so in the end i'm like fuck like i want to like this i dislike this movie more than the first one because it one doesn't execute what it wants to do very well and two is somehow still just like more generic yeah like the first one fucked up, but at least tried to do cool shit while it was fucking up. The the first one was very interesting in the sense, like it was very, it was I felt it was much more fairy taleish than this one, where just like very like weird deities and stuff like the turtle scene and like things like that that I thought were pretty neat. Whereas this one was like we're going on an adventure and like I don't know Bastion. It, it feels like he hasn't changed at all from the first movie, which is Bastion's a shitty weird. protagonist. Which, but like, he feels like he hasn't learned anything because, well, like, the first no, movie, he, it felt like at the he's end, he's a different kind of shitty in this movie. Like, he was like, I wanted to punch him in the first movie because he was too much of a wiener, and I wanted to punch him in this movie <laughs> because he was like kind of a dick all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Well, like the first movie, he's not the protagonist, and that's the point of the story is realizing that he is the protagonist of his own story, kind of. Yeah. And then this is just. He is the protagonist, but not at all. Like, he's just a dick. <laughs> um, yeah, because the first movie covers the first half of the book, uh, and this covers more or less the second half, apparently. Although Interesting. differs. For instance, apparently Bastion's father doesn't read the, the book in the book. Huh, that's too bad, because which... that was definitely one of the better parts of this movie. Yeah, that was done well. But um, I don't know how well it would translate into the book. True, true. Just how many layers of reading a book are you on right now? Because, <laughs> like, so there was, like, part... So, like, when when his dad is reading, when Bastion is, like, falling, when he reads, like, Bastion felt that he had to die for, like, the like for killing a tree. Like, I was like, this is cool. Like, this is some cool character development. Shame it all kind of happens in the last 20 minutes. And that the middle is so devoid of everything. It's empty, you could say. <laughs> nothing perhaps yeah it's yeah it's interesting because like the the first one is just adventure because they're trying to save the world this they're also doing that but like this is much more should be about characters and just isn't yeah yeah I, yeah they, both these movies are frustrating because they could be so much better than what they are yeah i really like i like the villain i really like the villain's plan overall 
not necessarily how it's described. It's a neat follow-up on the first one, because the first one was kind of like, yeah, imagination is being eroded, like like humanity's imagination is being eroded. And then this one goes like, I want to bring order to the chaos of, like, dreams and imagination. And, like, that's that's cool. Um, Shame it's just kind of portrayed lamely. Well, and just, like, like, I like, like the setup of like it's like he we know we know he has a magic item that will let him wish for anything we have created a device that will steal his memories when he does yeah i i I, one thing i did appreciate about this movie is how quickly they got into the main plot like they're like bam 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 here's the setup here's everything here's the villain's plan um yeah why did his not his dad not beat him with a glass of orange juice when he came home to all of the dishes smashed on the floor? He pulled out orange juice and a glass, and I was like, "There better be an egg in your other fucking hand." And there wasn't. Well, that, he did that. He did that after his son did failed to join the swim team. That was what he was actually annoyed about. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't care that his. He was just like, "Oh, Bastion, breaking everything again." <laughs> But it's like, oh, you fucker failed to, failed to jump. I kind of preferred his dad being just like a cold, callous dick, like he was in the first one. Well, it would have been fine if he wasn't. If anything had changed, if any of the things we were supposed to have resolved in the first movie had been resolved. Yeah, well, that's that's because when when Bastion got out, he wished for his dad to be portrayed by a different actor and be less of a dick. Even if they had been like, I feel like what they were trying to go for was okay. Now he's like. He's found a way to get over that stuff, but it's through, like, escapism or whatever. Like, maybe now he's too inv- – you know? Like, there, there is mm. a kernel of something interesting you could do there that they do nothing with. Yep. Yeah, like like he – well, because, like, the, the first movie was kind of like that, where it's like he's drawing unicorns and shit to distract him from the fact his mom's dead. And then, like, I thought they kind of resolved that at the end of the first movie where he's like, yeah, no, my mom is dead and I kind of got to move on. Like, I can't be mopey and crying about it forever. Um, but then this one, he's still upset about his mom being dead. Yeah, and, like, that kind of – that is pre- presumably kind of adopted because this is the second half of a book. So it probably wasn't resolved that well in the book. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. It doesn't work that well here. Um. Oh, what was it? It worked well for me having not seen the first one. Fair. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting perspective. <laughs> yeah, like I guess it was still. I feel like it could have worked if they just portrayed it slightly differently. Because like later on, they do like a decent job of portraying it, like that he cares so deeply about his memories of her, and he doesn't want to like let go of that, like with the sweater, and then with um like the final memory of him like watching her die but it it feels like how they portrayed it initially feels like a retread of how the first one did it right because yeah i was kind of thinking that was one of the few times where i was like okay this like actually reads this makes sense the rest of his memories seemed like maybe beneficial for his life to forget about but that was a beautiful memory he lost yeah does are there any other Emperor, uh, empresses? Do you have to say the childlike empress every time? <laughs> yeah, Spencer and I were discussing that. Like, have you not seen the first one? Is is that just the title of her people, the childlike empress? Are they specifically talking about what she looks like? Are they all called childlike empress? 
She is the childlike empress. That is the answer. <laughs> yeah, okay. that is all we know. That's everything we know. <laughs> yep. I want to see the adult-like empress. Uh, in well, the original, a, she she had a large black man bodyguard. Ooh, or okay. was he a bodyguard? I can't remember exactly what no, he was. No, he was more of like a vizier sort of character. You're talking okay. about Flesh Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, he oh, was pretty right. rad. I forgot about his Flesh Hawk. What? Flesh Hawk? He had a mohawk what? made of flesh. He had like a shark fin on the top of his head. Yeah. I was thinking of something very different of what a flesh hawk could be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be like our our flesh core here. Oh God, <laughs> the the fleshy felcore. It's great. Ivan has it up on the screen, so it's just staring at us as we talk. Yes. Oh God, yeah, it's um. May I read, please, for you guys, the entire paragraph entitled Production on the Wiki for Devrending Story 2? Yeah. Sure. I think it would be illustrative. Okay. Okay. Producer Dieter Geisel declared he always intended to make a trilogy out of Michael N.'s Neverending Story, finding the book just too rich to leave it one film. However, his plans to follow the original film, which only covers half the novel, had to be postponed as End sued Geisler and the production company, insisting that he have a say in any future film treatments of his work. As soon as the legal problems were solved, Geisler started a year-long pre-production working with conceptual artist Ludwig Angerer to ensure the film's design and technical ambitions would fit into a lower budget, along with averting the problems the first films faced with its effects. Geisler also hired screenwriter Karen Howard, who contributed 14 drafts until the final screenplay, which draws inspiration from most chapters in the second half of End's novel. Geisler opted to invite a director only when the development was finished, as he considered effects-heavy productions burn director out real fast when they're in, uh, in on a picture from the earliest pre-production stages. What I wanted was for the director to come in fresh and not already worn out and be able to put his ideas on an already solid structure. He eventually brought in American George T. Miller, who was a fan of the original film. Over 600 children were auditioned, given the original actors were too old for their roles. In contrast to the never-ending story relying on blue screen and scale uh, model creatures, the next chapter would have more life-size model work and matte paintings. Principal photography began uh, early in 1990 at Bavaria Film near Munich, the original plan was to build three separate stages, having first and second unit shooting simultaneously on the first two stages and have the effects done on the third, but the studio decided not to build the third stage at the last minute, forcing the production to shoot first and second unit on the same stage at the same time, the stage being stage seven at Bavaria Studios. As labor rules regarding child actors limited their working schedules, Miller decided to only rehearse scenes once before filming and maximize the time with the children on set by shooting with as many is three cameras on every scene. Um, this created this problem as Miller's fear of falling late um, uh, wound up making the film so ahead of schedule the effects team had not completed the necessary work for later scenes. Okay. That sounds like a nightmare. I need to say something at this point and I was kind of going to let this go but um, the the actors in this movie, like the child actors in this movie were bad and you're telling me that this was not the top one percent actor but and i pi what's a sixth sixth of a percent like what's one percent fuck if i know like well like it's it's 600 it was 600 children for three roles okay fine you're telling me that he is the top 0.5 percentile <laughs> that potential bastion who just like shouted his lines off the cue card. I was actually gonna say for '90s uh, movies, this, these uh, children actors, child actors are actually pretty good. 
Man, I I, I think I he's acceptable difficult. for someone who didn't get to re- rehearse and who was being directed by someone who wasn't brought in until the actual last minute, who was trying to film as fast as he possibly could. Okay, I was, I, I was gonna say with the context of like uh, limited time, their performances check out. Yeah, well, like I think Atreyu did a pretty good job. For I was gonna like I was gonna say I, I thought like Atreyu was fine. Bastion was like, eh. yeah, I. Yeah. Don't like Bastion, so I don't care how his performance is. Was he better or worse than the first movie's Bastion? Uh, the first movie's Bastion doesn't didn't have to do anything. He literally just shouted at a bull. Yeah, he was a wiener. So that's he, the the in the first movie, Bastion is doing what the father is doing, and Atreyu yeah. is in the Bastion role. So Bastion is like reading a book and being a weenie. So basically, he got to do the exact same thing this actor did. It's just it made more sense where he was shouting at a book instead of shouting at a script in this I see. one. Yeah, he was like the first one was a weenie and did a fine enough job as a weenie. Like nothing special. Well, I'm excited for the third one. <laughs> I guess also now I can go watch the first one now that I have this context. Um, who are we going to nominate to read the actual book? Because I feel like that's necessary. I uh, it is on my bookshelf. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's turning this into book club. Never end the book. Yeah, now we just have to read a book every week. So after the third movie, we're going to have Chris read us the book for <laughs> the special. So we can get sued by Michael End. Yay. No, we'll we'll do the same thing where we'll just take a clip of you reading it and use that for the transition. I think that would be a fun transition, actually. <laughs> just like randomly other episodes just some various lines from the got, gotta find the page where the sphinx titties are described <laughs> yeah he did there better be three pages don't no worries michael end passed away in 95 we're rich this guy had do anything. style though holy shit Connor. yeah i like that guy three pages but they're all stuck together yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> um cool i like how german the production people's names sound that pleases me. This pleases me. I like German names and German actors. They're good. I'm imagining Heather as like a movie executive. We need more German names. <laughs> it pleases me. Honestly, I like just, I think the German accent is so good. I would listen to anything in a German accent. <laughs> oh, so I will say I've definitely seen the third one because I feel like there was scenes that I expected to be in this one that were in that. All right. Interesting. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I feel like there was more witch and more wishes. Well, we got approximately 15 hours more of never-ending story, so... Yeah. Uh, I liked Zaid. She was she was solid. Zaid? Zaid? Good, good outfit. Zaida? Yeah. Zaid? I don't know. I'm just reading how the name is written. Yeah, she was pretty good. The Lake of Acid was pretty good. God damn it. I, I really, really loved how he, like, made her cry. That was so beautiful. His final wish. Yeah, that was a weird final wish. <laughs> Problem solved, I guess. Yeah, you put something I in mean, the nothing. When you're, when you're a 12-year-old with bad imagination and you are literally the one who gets to write the story you're in, yeah, turns out you get to solve the problem with whatever you can come up with. Well, I just don't... 
he he filled her. She was no longer full of oh he uh, filled her. Oh, oh yeah, he <laughs> filled emptiness. Her. Damn it. <laughs> got got there this time though. <laughs> she had a void. He filled that void. She was empty, so he had to fill it with yeah. love. Filled it right up with cum. Oh no, god. <laughs> <laughs> He's that a was kid. Implied. He's yeah. underage. Guys. She was definitely seducing him. Oh um, you can seduce someone with power. Oh, hell I yeah. didn't say you can't. I just said she was. I'm not. Seducing I'm him. not. Th- that wasn't accusatory at you, dude. That was a deep. That was a deep <laughs> cut. Press. I was supporting you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I I hated that rock baby. Yes. yes. Oh, oh. oh god. Yeah, man, when Rockbiter's just like it's like no children will be able to read about Junior, it's like that's not that, a loss. Yeah, that yeah. seems fine. They they can't think of something fun for Junior to do, and I was like, I think it would be fun if Junior walked off that fucking cliff. <laughs> <laughs> or the uncomfortable scene where he eats glass and then the shards fall into Junior's eyes and Junior starts I'm just like, this is horrible. What the fuck? <laughs> That, I think, was peak trippy for me, because they were so slow and, like, mumbly, and then it kept cutting to Felcor just being, like, slow and, like, and, like, butterflies were landing on his face. I'm just like, this is, this is surreal. Like, that that scene was like a shitpost on the internet. Like, that's what it read like to me. Like, just something someone would post out of context on Twitter or some shit. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Pretty sure Falcor spoke faster in this movie than he did in the original. Yeah. Holy balls. He's definitely come down. He well, definitely so... was not... He, someone said he went to rehab. Yeah. Yeah, he's cleaned yeah. up his act. Was the Rockman a character from the previous movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's why we even had that scene at all. I was just like, that did not add anything, really. <laughs> all, all of his, all of his friends were destroyed by the nothingness, despite his good, strong hands. But it's okay; they're back now. You can see them all around him. <laughs> yeah, the uh, business dad wearing shoes to bed. Gotta be ready for business at all hours. <laughs> yep. It's not even to his bed. He was, I'm pretty sure, in Bastion's bed. Yeah. What? I mean, to be fair, he was worried about his son or he whatever, but also got a business. What was he going to the cops about? His because he he thought the bookkeeper kidnapped his kid. Officer, listen to me. My son disappeared, and I found the address of a bookstore in the cover of a book on his bed. And then when I got to the bookstore, it wasn't in the book anymore, and the owner of the bookstore was creepy. Come with me. I don't understand why the bookstore owner acted that way. Like, why didn't he just tell him, yeah, he was here yesterday. He got that book you're holding. Because he, he doesn't, he can't directly interact. He has to just, he has to just, like, psych people into doing the things that, that they need to do. Yeah, he kind of Like, when he's just like, no, Bastion, you couldn't possibly take the book again, and then smile. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> like, what the fuck? The bookstore owner was the original book reader. Um... Okay. And that's basically what we know about him. Uh, but it's weird, because he goes like, don't read the book again, Bastion. But, like, why? Yeah, Because he, he knew that he would want to read it even more if he said that. Yeah, true. Also, like, as Bastion, why would you ever give that book back? Like, you've been into this, like, mystery world that exists inside of a book. 
You don't bring that back to the fucking store. It teleported back. It's not very clear. <laughs> it's, uh... There was just so much you could, like, just the idea of, like, hollowing out the core of stories. Like, I feel like I could write a better script in my fucking sleep. Like, and I've never written a script before. But, like, like there's so much there that you could do with that, you know? It'd be, it'd be interesting to see the other 14 scripts. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it actually it, would. Exploring, like, the meta of stories and stuff, like, that's really interesting and, like, fertile ground, and this movie just blows it. It's awful. Yeah. I would like to see more exploration into stuff like that in the Like, what would the physical manifestation of censorship be in this world? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff there that doesn't get explored at all. And when it does get even touched upon, it's in one of the worst ways possible. Yeah. But also, I resent the fact that the world is dying because people's imagination are dying. That's false. I've seen a lot of creative things in my life. Yeah, but they had that whole, like, moral panic about video games and comic books. And Satan. Yeah, it's ruining the kids. Look, everyone knows that when you're looking at a picture with words on top of it your brain turns off pictures and words need to be on different pages <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's just like if you it's just like if you're watching a video and it has subtitles that's not reading either no reading hmm yeah i don't think i have too much more to say about this movie i don't know how other people feel a uh, good remix of of the Neverending Story theme. Yeah, that was pretty solid. The there. Well, and th- th- actually, what was playing over the credits, like, Connor and I were trying to dance to it because uh, our snake <laughs> comes <laughs> out when there's music and it's humid in the house and <laughs> like, both those things are happening. <laughs> so we were dancing with our snake and it kept, like, weirdly transitioning <laughs> between yeah. all of the songs that were in the movie with no respect for like hire a dj guys like yeah i yeah mix it a little better i was singing along to it uh and then like as soon as it just cut away from the main theme i just walked to the room yeah 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 i'm just like i'm done uh speaking of that does anyone have a music to the tepper tops never tepping story (laughs) thank you shauna turn around Kill me. <laughs> it was like a rap. I just want that like dumb xylophone track behind Tepper saying "Kill me now." <laughs> I'm surprised. I never called it "Never End the Story" throughout this whole time. I'm I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. All right, Never Ending Story two, the next chapter, the fiftieth movie. Does it go straight to the number 50 spot? (laughs) (laughs) Surely this is better than the core. Uh, I think the question for me is, does it go above or below Never Ending Story 1? That... That's probably the real question. Um... Which is, which is number 40 out of 50, listeners. Yeah. We definitely saved the best for somewhere in the middle with this podcast. <laughs> this movie was incredibly frustrating. My memories of the first one are a little hazy, which gives it a, the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to put a, a number 41 slot. 
Wow. Okay, okay. More or less frustrating than the core. Because, <laughs> like, Airbud, joyous romp for the senses. So, not okay. even, like, we're not even going to bother discussing that. But, like, the core, also frustrating. Yeah. How did you hate Bedknobs and Broomsticks this much? That was a decent movie. Oh, he it was not a decent movie. He put that there for spite. We we got mad at him. We were like, "You're being unfair to this movie." And he he has stated many times, "It stays at the bottom forever to teach you a lesson." I think it's <laughs> it's not an amazing movie, but it's like fun. It's a fun childish it movie. Stays Sorry, at wait. the bottom. He's at least started to admit that it is there for spite. I mean, it's it it would still be pretty close to the bottom. If not the bottom, yeah, I think I liked Catwoman more. Can can we? Um, I'd like to propose an alternate business dad name, which is which is Sweaty DMT Business Dad. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I do like yeah, I do I like, like that. suggestion here of Orange and Eggless Business Dad, but Sweaty DMT Business Dad's pretty good. Yeah, I like. I, I personally like Sweaty DMT Business Dad. Uh, yeah, it was more or less frustrating than the core. Core was pretty frustrating. I, I, I think, I think, I think, mm, yeah, I think put it in the number 42 slot. I think I did like Air Bud more than this movie. Oh, drop in below the do not watch line. But it is, is it above or below the not worth watching? Uh, it's, it's, oh, true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Right between Airbud and the core, which is the do not watch line, so which side I, of the line does it land? I think below. It didn't really add it. Like, the first movie like it it didn't really add anything on what to on, on what the first movie was trying to say. And like just poorly executed on basically everything. What about Zaid? Or or however it is pronounced. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit style. She did have that. And a decent plan, if poorly described and or executed. I mean, she did pretty good. I mean, her the Bastion's incompetence really helped her out, but... Yeah. And her entrance, like, she had no face. Oh. She put a face on. She That was good. Yes, that good. was good. She had a chair to rival Komodo's chair. Yeah, it didn't fly around, but... It's fun. Slowly. Spider windows, spider doors... Gotta wish those spider arrows open. I think put her in the number 20 slot. Number 20. Knocking out Cohagen from Total Recall. Right below Thulsa Doom from uh, Conan. Splitting up the Arnie movies. Mm. I wish for her to go one higher in the list. (laughs) (laughs) And another... Oh god. One more. <laughs> Who am I talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to make that joke for the movie, but it works far better for the villain. Alright, and then we got sweaty DMT business dad. Who's just like I don't even know. He's got a lot going on. He, he there's he he's in the movie so much more 
than the original father, but he might yeah. honestly be a worse father. <laughs> oh, the first one was like short, blunt, and like incredibly mean. Stop drawing unicorns, you fucking pussy, and get over your mom's death. Oh Can't goodness. believe you're my son. Uh, yeah, he was, like, pretty middle of the road, I guess. Like, he did care about his son, even though he was, like, pretty focused on business. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna fuck that guy up. And we got a lot of, like, middling business dads. I'm not sure where to put them. We, we know what his business was, and he was very confident in it, and it defined his entire existence, which I think is important for being a business dad. Yeah, yeah. I think put him in the number 19 slot. 19. Knocking out business bat dad and butler man. <laughs> Uh, and below from Batman and Robin, and knocking and right below Rotary Business Dad from oh, the Witches. Yeah, that that seems right, like right where he belongs. He seems yeah. as important as Rotary Business Dad, despite the fact that Rotary Business Dad was like a tertiary character. Yeah, a lot of the time I go like for determining business dads, a lot of it is uh, a scale of like cruelty, if you know what I mean, like. He's not as, like, unethical or awful as, like, Mayor Business Dad, for example, from Eight-Legged Freaks. So, I tend cruelty to go, like... To cruelty versus productivity. Uh, well, like, you can be cruel and productive. Like, Mr. No, Parrish, yeah, yeah. The crueler yeah. you are, the more productive you are. That's what makes a good business. <laughs> yeah. And then, Never End the Glory is pretty straightforward. Yeah, we got Dick Bastion, as, as Connor has written it. Yep. Fuck, what was his middle name? Uh, He's Triple B. Bastion Balthazar Bucks. That's it. His mom definitely chose Balthazar. Oh, yeah. Balthazar. Moonchild, giving her kid the name Balthazar. Like, yeah. Checks out. Did she have two first names? Or was she Moonchild Bucks? Could have been hyphenated. Yeah. In the credits, she's just Bastion's mom. Bastion is a solid name, though. I assume it's short for Sebastian. I hope it is. Yeah. That does make more sense. It's a cool shortening of Sebastian. Usually you just, you just get Seb. Yeah. That's yeah, way fucking cooler. Leads to a very dickish person with a terrible imagination, though. Mm-hmm. Despite all the fucking books he reads. Alright. Very nice. So that's Rat, Patricia and David, and Dick Bastion in that set. My money's on Rat. He's got the whales on his side. The whales! Normally I would say that if we gave Bastion, like, the power for unlimited wishes or whatever, that would be unfair in this context, but he's not going to use it wisely at all. No. Yeah, he's gonna suck at it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, like... Yeah. He's gonna, like, Iron Rand it. He's gonna wish for spray paint. Everything is right just the way it is. I don't need to wish. Like, I think we gave him Falcor last time, so... Yeah, we did. Didn't use that well, either. Mm. Yeah, I think that, like, so long as he maintains his current wish policy, he can have unlimited wishes, because he'd be like, I want him to trip. I wish that he'd trip. I wish that there was a rock where his head landed. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wish there was a grave under that rock. Yeah. After he hit his head. <laughs> I wish that grave was filled with dirt. I wish I didn't accidentally push my friend off of uh, several cliffs. I wish for a dragon, a horrible dragon that hates my guts specifically because I insulted its mother with acid breath and fire breath out of its nostrils that loves everyone here else but me. Wait. Fuck. Also, penis eyes. (laughs) Yeah, that was amazing. God, that thing was good. All right. Uh, thank you all, as always, for listening. This is our 50th episode and vaguely our two-year anniversary as well. Uh, that would have actually probably been a couple weeks ago, because the, uh, the diehards don't get numbered. So despite this being 52... Correct. It would not actually be 104 weeks from when we initially started. Don't the diehards account for two weeks each, so it would be... Yeah, that's what. Yeah, this is our two. This is basically our two years. Yeah, hell yeah. Take like a week, and we'll never. And that'll never work out again. Close enough. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I just wanted to. It was a special episode. Thanks everyone for joining. We can rate the movie. Uh, I rate this movie one, and another. And another. <laughs> yep. I rate this movie at most one good wish out of a medallion that gives you infinite fucking wishes. <laughs> uh, I rate this movie the speed of darkness over three meters per second. <laughs> I rate this movie one belt. Oh, fuck. I can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) I wish he actually dropped an F-bomb there. (laughs) The one F-bomb of the movie. Yeah. I'm going to rate this movie one mostly empty brain sphere. (laughs) 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 <laughs> out of one potentially full brain sphere <laughs> I'm gonna rate this movie oh fuck I forgot I can't remember what I was going to rate it oh well too many I, wishes I don't have a mother <laughs> doesn't sound like me <laughs> I think I'd remember having a mother. Or, like, the concept of what a mother is. (laughs) Who? Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Can't believe you're dabbing on orphans like that. I give this movie one uh, witch of emptiness out of two wardrobe changes. (laughs) As always, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Connor. I'm Heather. I'm Shauna. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. Thank you for sticking with, with us all this time. Uh, it's been great. Uh, we'll be, keep doing this. And see you in another 50 episodes for Never Ending Story 3. We get to find out how the story truly doesn't end. <laughs> Hopefully it's better than the second one. 
Uh, and a special thanks to 8-Bit Jazz for the sort of theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.